You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 230. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 230. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. (laughs) Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hello, beautiful girl. My love. How are you? I... Have you had a good trip? am so happy. My heart is so full. Yeah? And this has just been such a rich experience, just all the way around. And I am just so grateful to be able to experience this whole thing with you. It's been uh, very uniting. That's right. If If you guys don't know what we're talking about, basically, we've taken the entire month of November to trek across the U.S., coast to coast. We are moving from California to North Carolina. And today, if you're listening to this episode the day it is released, which is the 27th of November, we are on our way from Nashville, Tennessee, to Asheville, Asheville. North Carolina. Which is going to leave the inn uh, and go on our way. Asheville is one of my favorite places on the planet. It's it, a pretty cool bohemian. Uh, they call them mountains. They're not mountains. They're hills. They're hills. They're a little bit of a rolling hill. Yeah, compared to what we're used to. But there's lots of hippie types, like yeah. lots of body workers and crystals. And, and, yeah. yeah, all sorts of things yeah. that we love. And love I think it's going to be such an incredible experience. I can't wait. We it's been a minute since we've been to Asheville. So I know. We've been sharing with you all of our journeys. And if you're a part of the after hours club, chances are you have seen some behind the scenes action as yes. we have journeyed across the US. And if you don't know what after hours is, it's a, a very private, exclusive, inclusive club <laughs> that I have for podcast listeners. If you want in over on Facebook, all you have to do is go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. It'll redirect you right over to the after hours group. But and as you do it, you have to say after. Hours. Oh, when you do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's my favorite. All right. Well, clearly, the 80s. you need the mic. So before we jump into our awesome topic all about what the hell to do when you don't know what to do, maybe we'll give you the mic for a second. Well, here, we'll do the would you rather segment and maybe you'll know what to do. Would you rather? All right. So would you rather? I can't with you. It's it's impossible. It's impossible to. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> would you rather? Dive into a pool filled with chocolate pudding oh. or jello. Oh, pudding. Pudding? Pudding. Pudding for why, sure. Why, why pudding? Because that just sounds far more delicious. Well, you're not going to eat it all. I might be like, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just saying like as a feeling. Like chocolate pudding has a much thicker feeling than jello does. Yeah, but I'm not I don't love the like of jello. You don't? No, I don't. That's that's it's the a same too jiggly? It's the same reason I don't like shrimp. Like, like I have a weird <laughs> thing about the texture. I can't with the with the fucking 
octopus. What's that called? Calamari. <laughs> it's just like it's like gummy. That like, is gung, so gung. much different than chocolate pudding and Jello. But it's like it's all like just oh, gummy and look yeah. at you with the sound effect. That's I'm taking your job. <laughs> I just don't like the the texture of it. If you jumped into a pudding though, it's like thump. Yeah. Like you just yeah. That's it. You're like it's hard to move and around. You're stuck. But Jello is kind of like whoosh. <laughs> no, it's like. Yeah, yeah, you I got that one. I don't like it. I don't like Would you pick Jello? I think I would. Really? I think it would feel more refreshing. I picture it being red. What color did you picture? Oh, it was mixed. Oh, oh, really? Like yeah. a rainbow? Red, yellow, green, <laughs> blue. It had all different colors, yeah. How about you? I wonder what you guys thought. Yeah, so as I mentioned in After Hours, every single Monday, we talk about the would you rather and everybody shares kind of their reasoning for why they would pick it. But I also I'm not totally sure because I think a lot of jello stains. It like dyes your skin. <gasps> I re- I'm serious. So I think if you jumped into It's that, just food color. I know. I don't I just think I would I'm just going to go with the chocolate because because it's chocolate. Just for well, the word chocolate. I just feel like last it, week I almost picked chocolate tears, but I went with gravy tears because I knew it would be too easy for you. <laughs> gravy tears. <laughs> I love chocolate. It's my favorite. That's why I said gravy tears instead. I can't even. All right. Well, I'm going jello, you're going pudding. What do you guys do? That's right. Come over to the after hours club. Again, you can get get over to that inclusive exclusive club by going to the joyjunkie.com slash club and come hang out. There's always a bunch of free content over there, great discussions happening, and there is a private resource vault only for After Hours members that gives you additional trainings and all sorts of cool things that you have access to for uh, if you're a club member. Sweet. You'll definitely want to do that. And I have mentioned this a bit before, but I wanted to reiterate it again. Coming new in the new year, I will be opening up registration for my big guns class. It's called Deep Down and Dirty, The Tribe. The Triple D. <laughs> Triple D. My process. Just kidding. <laughs> Not even close. Uh, but The Tribe is probably the richest, deepest, immersive program that I've ever created. It's kind of the culmination of my entire life's work over the last, well, my life, but also really over the- (laughs) Of, well, my life. The last decade of doing this work. And I have really curated it based off of working with thousands of people and helping them get to a place of pure happiness. That's what it's about. So a lot of times we come to personal development thinking- I just don't know what to do. Like today for this topic, I just don't know what to do. I need somebody to, to tell me what to do. Or like last week, I need to, I need to help standing up to my family. All right. They drive me fucking crazy. Or my partner makes me crazy. How can I get him or get her to do something? Or I hate my job. How do I, and we think that it's all these external factors. Like if only my husband would get his shit together. If only my family wasn't so crazy. If only I knew what job to pick, then everything would be fine. And we don't realize that the things that are catering to our dissatisfaction and ultimately our unhappiness have everything to do with how we feel about ourselves. I like to say we're searching for external answers for an internal problem. That's right. Mic drop. Boom. Tweetable. And I, that's exactly right. And I, I can't tell you 
the people who come to me or the people who go through the tribe don't say, oh, I really need to figure out what my belief systems are. They, they don't do that. They say, I just want to be happy. Yeah. I am so sick of waking up every day. Get your happy on. Hating my life, not feeling like I'm going anywhere, feeling like this is it. And struggling with your, their relationships, not having boundaries, not being able to say no, constantly being involved in people pleasing, and then not knowing what the hell to do about it. That is what the tribe will do. It's designed to take you from people pleasing, perfectionist, control freak to a place of unabashed self-love worthiness and sublime happiness. It can completely change your life in three months. So I want you to think about if you get anything from the podcast, these are designed to be little snippets, little samples. And then when you jump into something like the tribe, that's like the deep dive. That's the immersion. That's like eating the whole plate of food, not just like a little sample at Trader Joe's. Here's a little sample. That's the deep shit. And people say all the time, I had no idea what I was capable of creating. Yeah. And it can be so uniting to go through it with a new group of soul sisters, right? For sure. Or soul brothers or whoever. And having this opportunity to have this built-in support system, every single tribe ends up creating friendships, long-lasting friendships, support. So anyway, if you want to get in on the interest list, which I highly suggest you do, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash tribe, and you will be the absolute first to hear about early bird specials, coupon codes, extra bonuses, because who wants to fucking pay more? Nobody, right? Nobody. And if you're going to change your life, you might as well get some freebies while you're at it. Hello. Yeah. So get your ass on that list and... uh no obligation at all, but it just ensures that you'll be the first to hear about it. Perfect. Let's. I'm in. You're in. I'm in. You're in. Did I just say urine? <laughs> Triple D and urine. Oh, an R. Kelly video. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> wow. I can't. All right. On that note, let's talk about what to do when you don't know what to do. So I received a listener submission, and by the way. We are always taking listener submission topic ideas. So if you are over at thejoyjunkie.com already, you can also click on the podcast and there's a place to submit a show topic. So if there's something you've really wanted us to address on the show, as long as it's pertinent and relevant to what we normally talk about, I would love to hear it from you. Always check those out first prior to creating agendas for the show. So this particular student wrote in and was really talking about a, a consistent predicament that she has in her life around making choices and always second-guessing what she has decided. And the particular decision at hand has been around a degree program in podiatry. So she said she chose this path because it was a def- she wanted a defined career path in a role that was worthwhile to her. And it also helped that the course was fully subsidized, which is uh, – she's actually in a different country. So for – For a while, she says, I was stuck between podiatry and environmental science, but opted for the safety of podiatry. So she says, you know, she's really not sure. She really, really does not like the school and a lot of the staff, but the course is actually interesting and she does feel like it's pretty, it's a consistent career path. So anyway, she's saying, I feel like time's slipping away. And I've consistently been like this since I was 15. Am I just a commitment phobe? I feel like a quitter. I've already quit one university, or I love when they say uni. 
um, mm. course eight years ago when they say, <laughs> when people out of the U.S., I have said to myself, you, you, you just commit to it, just commit to it. And I instantly res, uh, resist that idea. So I thought, here's, here is a classic case of having to make some very pivotal life decisions and feeling like the cost is so huge, like the stakes are so high. Because that's what we do, is we take our immediate circumstance and whatever that decision is in that moment, we make it like life and death. Like the stakes are so high. If I make Mm -hmm. the wrong choice, I could never bounce back. I could never recover. So I want to go through a handful of things. I have about six different ideas for navigating that sticky place of, of I don't know. I don't know what to do. And I'm definitely going to address what this listener has has written in about, but I want to make it a broader scheme for those of you out there who are caught in, in a similar situation where it's decision time mm-hmm. and you're so afraid of making the wrong decision. And I used to be like this a lot, and I would obsess about the actual decision instead of really looking at all of the other factors that I really already knew. So I'm going to start with some of that. So the first... Okay. Because you get stuck in this I don't know place. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But the first thing that I want you to do if you're just like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I don't know if I want kids. I don't know if I should move across the country. I don't know if I should leave this job. When there's some sort of decision to be made that you feel is sort of urgent, start with all of the things that you do know. Because that I don't know mentality it's kind of a loop. You don't ever get out of it if you keep telling yourself, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. You just get stuck there and you get stuck in indecision. So start with, here are all of the things that I do know. So for instance, Mm, if we're taking mm. this listener's submission, she could say, okay, here's what I do know. I know that I do not like this establishment. I do not like the staff. Uh, what I do know is I really love, you know, the medical field or I love uh, environmental studies or whatever, you know, she's talking about. I do know that I love to work with other people. I really don't want to be isolated by myself. I want to work in teams. I know that I want a nine to five. I know that I do not want to be my own employer. I know that I want weekends free. I know that I want bank holidays off. Like, what is it that you already know? Because we start the opposite way a lot of times. We'll start going, what career do I need? Instead of looking at what is the actual life that you want. And I found myself in this situation many years ago when I was transitioning from makeup artistry into personal development. And I had a really great company that I was working for. So I figured, you know, if I'm going to leave this company and go start my own business or have this next major chapter, I want it to be for something that I really, truly want. I don't want to just jump ship just because I'm bored or throw away a really amazing company that I work for just for the fuck of it, right? Yeah. I want it to be the next major chapter. But I didn't know what I wanted. And for probably a good two to three years, on my goals for the year was to solidify an occupational path. I mean, it took me a few years because I didn't know 
I didn't know what I wanted to do. I went to, I tried coaching and then wasn't sure about coaching and then tried some art and creativity for healing stuff. I finished my degree. I played around with a bunch of things. But then I started taking an inventory of what is it that I do know and I and I already know that I do not want. What it let me rephrase that. What is it that I do know I want and what I know I do not want? And because there was quite a few things. There was, I know I don't want to be involved in sales. I know that I absolutely have to be in front (laughs) of people delivering information. I need to be teaching or educating in some way. And I don't want it to be about makeup artistry anymore, but I definitely want to be in front of people. I want to be my own boss. That's what I determined. I knew that I needed an element of creativity that I could not be in a business that was void of a creative element, you know. I knew that I wanted to call the shots on my schedule. So I started compiling all this criterion to kind of go, okay, here's what I do and don't want instead of starting the opposite way. And then what happened through through this lifestyle that was on my radar, I started noticing opportunities that would fit that. And I kind of went, oh, okay, so that career would go into that. Oh, okay, that career would not work because I don't want to, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. Or, you know, when I could I could start to kind of do a process of elimination. And that's when coaching came back on my radar later and it fit sort of what I already knew I wanted. But we usually go the opposite way and go, okay, I need to make a career happen now. I need to figure this out now. I need to, and there's this urgency and there's not even a focus on the life you want, the components you want. Like we don't even stop to think about is driving, you know, is commuting. Is that like a hell no? Or is that a hell yes? Cause I can learn, I can listen to the podcast yeah. or I can learn a language while I'm driving or that's my downtime or Whatever, you know, what are those elements of occupation that you love or don't love? But outside of occupation, it can be whatever situation, right? Right. Like on a broader level. That's exactly right. So for instance, a lot of times it's not what we want that's misaligned. It's our method that's misaligned. So what I mean by that is we've talked a lot about having uh, similar goals in in fitness, like we will have fitness goals, right? But the method that we want to attain them through is very different. I want to always, for the most part, work out at home. I love that. Yeah. Your method to achieve that goal would be going to the gym, hiring a trainer. You have very thing, specific things that you are motivated by. Right. So your method might not work for me. My method might not work for you. But the end all, be all goal is the same. So figuring out what you actually want has a lot to do with figuring out what methods work for you. So for instance, you might have been seeing that starting your own business has to look a specific way. You have to do an online business. You have to do this. You have to do that. And you go, fuck, I don't want that. Well, maybe just that method is off. Maybe you do want to own your own business, but you want a brick and mortar. You want people to come into your shop. You want to connect with people in real life. Or you think, okay, well, if I do that job or start that business, then I have to do network marketing. I have to go to networking events. No. Maybe, you know, maybe the method is off. Maybe your networking is all digital, not online. 
So sometimes it's about figuring out, okay, if I could study podiatry and if I could create a career that fueled me in with this expertise, with this uh, graduate degree, could I fit though all those components that I want into that end result? Got it. Yeah. But we usually don't do that. I start with fitting this fork in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I start. It's my fitness goal. And that is why we are focused on our (laughs) diet and exercise right now. The second thing, again, because we start creating goals, like whether it is uh, what we want for our body or what we, excuse me, what we want for our career path or marital status or all of those things are usually fueled by something else other than our own personal fulfillment, Mm. right? It's that your family said, well, you should be married by this age. And you're like, I kind of like being single. Or when you really stop and think about it, you're like, well, I I don't know if I'm dying for a partner as much as my mom is dying for grandkids, you know, Mm -hmm. or... So, so when then you sometimes when you step back, you realize, oh my gosh, the only reason I was really, really pursuing this was because it was somebody else's mission or dream or messaging that they were fueling in my mind this whole time. Or maybe it's a boss who really wants you to relocate because that would make them look really favorable to the big bosses. Mm-hmm, and you're mm-hmm. going, oh my gosh, well, it would look really good to them, but it's not really what I want. It would cost me a lot to move. It would be hard on my family. So you have to start getting recentered into is this motivated, is this decision motivated by what you really want? Is it something that you, it's about your personal fulfillment or is it making other people happy? Uh-huh. Because that is huge. Yeah. So what are the mo- – ask yourself, what are the motivating factors in your decision? And are those motivating factors truly about you and in service of you, in service of your fulfillment? Or is it about making your boss happy, making your husband happy, making the kids happy, making – you know, what mom and dad want? I had somebody going through that recently. They um, they wanted their MBA. Yeah. And I said, what is it about an MBA like, you know, that's really driving you? Oh, well, I can make a lot more money. I said, okay, well, how much more money can you make with an MBA? And he's like, oh, well, at my particular job, I can make about, you know, $15,000, $20,000 more a year. I'm like, how much is this MBA going to cost you? And they were like, $64,000. Jesus. And I said, now, take a look at that for a second here. You're spending $64,000 to make $15,000 more a year. Like, that's going to take you four years just to break even. Just to break even. That's not accounting years. interest. Right, right. On the loan. So if your motivation is to make more money, you're probably better off not getting it. And investing or and doing yeah, something. Yeah, doing something else with that money. Right. So yeah, like what is your motivating factor and then what is really driving it? Well, and I love that you said that too because there are there's a lot of times when we're choosing between various decisions because we have made up what we think that decision will give us, right? right? So we're thinking like, do I marry this person? Do I not marry this person? Well, if I married, that will give me fill in the blank. Like we think, oh, well, then I'll be happy or then I can have kids or then we'll work on it or we make up, it'll give us certain things. Mm -hmm. Or if I don't marry him, then 
what if no one else comes along? What if da da da? You know, and we we make up that reality too. Right. And most of the time, they're they're both not true. Yeah. It's all speculative. It's all a jumping to conclusion, and it it's all based off of shit that's not tangible. Like we, you know, you can't say for sure that that marriage is going to last forever or that you're for sure going to be able to have a baby or moving to this new country is going to be amazing versus staying here is going to be horrible. Like you just don't know. Some of it is just speculative. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. that's a piece of our biggest problem is we want to know all of the answers right now. We want to know, okay, if I marry this person or if I stay in this marriage, let's say a decision like that, that it's going to work out and we're going to be sublimely happy. Or if I leave, that that's going to be the best choice and then I'm going to be sublimely happy. Nobody can guarantee that. So we just don't know the end result and our demise is trying to calculate it. Is that why you get stuck in I don't know? Not necessarily. I think that's where we get stuck in these are my only options because we only see what's exactly in front of us. So we think I either stay in this marriage or I'm single forever. Right. Because we can't see who could potentially be down the road. Right. Or it's it's I either stay in this job or I leave this job and I have no idea what I'm going to fucking do. So it's all risk assessment. It's risk. Right. Because for most of us, that's why we stay in shitty jobs or we stay in shitty relationships because we know how to stay unhappy. We At least we can see this. It's all familiar yeah. versus the risk involved in faith mm-hmm. that a, something you can create a better relationship or you can create a better job or occupational path for yourself. Yeah, it's interesting. It's scary. Mm-hmm. We know how to to wallow. Even even this listener writing in, she knows how to be an indecision. As uncomfortable as it is, this is a familiar territory that she was mm-hmm. talking about since she was 15 years old. You know how to be paralyzed by indecision. So even though it's uncomfortable, it's familiar. And so we'll stay there. Same way, even though a marriage is uncomfortable (laughs) and we don't like it, it's familiar. So we'll stay there. So there can be a lot more happiness if you actually take some risk, if you let go of that how. But that's a challenge. It, It involves faith. Yeah. So the second thing that I wanted to, or the third thing rather, that I wanted to talk about is... If you're real, if you have determined that some of those motivating factors really are about you, like it is, you know, I can either stay here and I have some great opportunities for work here, or I can move to another country and there might, there's some really great opportunities there. And they're all based off of something that they could potentially be fulfilling for you. It's not pressure from the shoulds or the family or anything like that, right? It's, Two decisions that are motivated by your personal fulfillment. If you have that, then what you want to start thinking about is when you think about the end result of either of these two things, does the end result thrill you? So I'll give you a couple of examples. So for me, writing a book is painful for me. It's hard work. It's not exciting for me at all. But the end result of having a book and being able to touch so many people's lives and have that exposure, I love that end result. 
So the hard work in the interim is worth it. Mm -hmm. So if you think about a degree like that, uh-huh. and you think about, okay, the end result of what it will mean to me to attain a degree right? and to have that under my belt or to even follow through something to completion or have a higher level of education, that might be really important to them, that it's worth going into debt. Well, that's, that's a different thing than what he was saying. Right. He was saying he wanted to make more money. Right. Right? And not, this is just a personal goal. Right. Right. So that's the that's the driving factor that I was leaning into. And that's also in what do you make it mean? What right. do you make it mean that attainment of this will be? And sometimes it's very factual. Like, okay, with this degree, you are looking at entry level at a hundred thousand dollars. Or you're you know, sometimes we can look at the market and see. And so your rationale is based off of facts. Most of the time our rationale is not based off of facts. Our rationale is based off of what we think getting a husband will create in our life or what we think having a baby will create in our life or what we think moving across country will create. Sometimes it's very factual. Most of the time it's not. So in this situation, I'm talking about if you're embarking on something that's going to take a significant amount of work, like it would take a lot of work to move across country or to another country. Yeah. Or... You know, so sometimes what we want, like a degree, there's a shit ton of hard work before you get to the fruition, before you get to enjoying the fruits of your labor. So one of the ways to look at that, especially if you're digging into two two options that include work, (laughs) like deciding on a degree, when you attain that or when you attain the job that's highly likely that you've done your research on, at the end of that journey... Are you thrilled about that result? Are you thrilled about that occupation? Are you thrilled about that end result, right? Right. But but didn't we say to not focus on the end result or that we the end result was unknown? No, I'm talking this is about if you have a decision to be made necess- like about do I do this or do I do that? Okay, okay. And sometimes like you were saying, sometimes we don't know. You know, like we don't know for instance, um, like it, it, moving is a really good one because you kind of don't know. I mean, you can do the research as best as you can, but you might get there and be really unhappy because it's hard to make friends. Right. And you you thought you could get involved in this. Or, I mean, we're, we have a situation like that right now. Yeah. We're looking to move to North Carolina. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can get involved in poetry slams and I can get involved in community theater and there's ways to make friends. And so I can see a vehicle for that. Well, we could get out there and have a hell of a time making friends and not... I seriously, I doubt, seriously doubt it, too. But, <laughs> but that's a curveball. We're kind of cool people. We're the coolest people we know. <laughs> and humble. Yes. But you can have a situation like that that arises where you're like, I didn't count on this happening. Like, right. whoa, I thought this was going to be easy. So what I'm saying is, like, if you're looking at things that you can forecast and you can do your due diligence, like, for instance, this person, you know, writing in, she can look at what fields in environmental science look like, what's the going rate for entry-level environmental science, and she can look at podiatry and what's entry rate and what does that look like if I were to go down this path, what's the, and and that's important. I think when you, anytime you're expending major amounts of money into something, um, yeah, like it needs to be about, 
is this something I truly, truly want for me? And is the end result something I want for me? Right. Now, a decision in, as it relates to personal relationships, like, am should I stay in this relationship or should I not? That is a situation where you have to let go of the end result. The end result. Because there isn't one. Gotcha. The end result is, am I happier free from this relationship or tethered to this relationship. Got it. That's the all the only end result you need to decipher right now. I see. Because we try to start looking at the the for forecasting that future down the road and all you got to decide right now is are you happy or are you not happy in this relationship and is it something that you can you you both of you can work on or not. Yeah. So okay. does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. All right, so I'm checking checking off my little list here. And okay, so as it goes as it pertains to the I don't know, this is just a mental shift because again, a lot of times we get stuck in that spiral of oh, I just don't know how to start my own business. Well, I just I I wouldn't know the first thing to start moving across country. I wouldn't know the first thing about going back to school. I I I have no idea if I should stay in this marriage or not. Like the first thing you have got to start doing is changing I don't know to I will figure it out. Because when you keep telling yourself, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, it's a vortex, it's a spiral, it's a loop. And you never figure out the answer because you're stuck in telling yourself that you don't know. And I've done the same thing in teaching myself stuff about, you know, building my website or doing things like that. I'm like, I don't even know the first thing about that. And I'm like, but you're going to find out. You're going to figure it out. You're going to figure it out. So that's one of the best things that you can start telling yourself as that. it pertains to self-talk. It's a great tool. Throughout your decision-making ma- mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. process. The other thing that I really wanted to underline is that sometimes quitting is the best move. So I think we get sucked into this idea of being a quitter, being bad. And I think there's times when you quit a marriage because it's fucking abusive or it's horrible and you both are way better separated. I think there's times when you need to quit a job because it is no longer fueling your spirit. And I I really kind of had to grapple with that when I left makeup artistry because I was really climbing up a corporate ladder and I had a lot of things that I, quote, should have been happy with. And... And I wasn't. It wasn't fueling my my spirit. And when I started looking at the trajectory of where I was going, like if I continue on this path, if I keep climbing up the ladder, is that an end result that thrills me? And I was going, no. Well, look how far you've come. You should keep going. And I'm like, I'm just, I, and I was, remember that? I was I do. miserable. You're miserable, yeah. So I was going, here's an opportunity to quit. When quitting is really, really in service of me. So don't be a fucking hero and try to like muscle through a relationship that you hate or a job you hate all because of this notion of I can't quit. Why? Who said that? Somebody who's probably miserable. <laughs> right. That's so four letter word, quit. And I've even said before, like, I think a lot of people need starter marriages for this reason. Yeah. Because people, nobody teaches you how to be in a fucking relationship until you get in one and then you make a mess out of it and then you learn a bunch of lessons and then you can go into a relationship. You know what I mean? I just don't think we're set up to win in that way. You know, I also think it's dumb to go to college right out of high school. You don't know what the fuck you want. 
why not work and figure it out a little bit before you spend thousands and thousands of dollars and have to de- declare bankruptcy because you <laughs> or still have to pay on student loans when you don't know what you want and you don't use your degree most people don't even use the, your their degree yeah. who knows what they want when they're 21 true come on now so anyway don't get me started on on all of that but just know that sometimes quitting is the best move and there's no shame in that and that can be the most freeing, liberating, self-loving thing you can do for yourself. And then finally, if all else fails, when you just don't know what to do, make a decision. Sometimes the intermediate of that kind of uh, limbo place of, should I stay? Should I go? Yeah. Should I move? Should I not? Should I take this job? Should I not? Should I do this program or that program. So that in-between place, that limbo, is oftentimes what's causing you so much chaos and uncomfortability. So, so some, some, And I'm guilty of this myself because I will pick apart and pros and cons something till like the cows come home, run it by all my friends and family. That's why we don't shop together. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> As my friend likes to tell me, you give everything a chance yeah. when you shop. <laughs> You give everything a chance. Sometimes you just need to pass by shit. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. I know. But then you're too hasty. Yes. You're too hasty. This so, is true. So we're, we're good together. Where I'm like, honey, you do need to read a label. You, <laughs> I read do, you do need to read a I label. Just, I go into the store and know what I need. Mm-hmm. I go in and go, bup, 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 bup. I've got my map. I'm done. Yes. All right. Moving on. Yeah. Because <laughs> I read labels. I'm all about reading labels. I guess I should say you don't pay it. At, you've gotten a lot better. But I used to be like, hey, can you pick this up for me? And you would oh, just right. haphazardly grab whatever. Right, and I'm like, right, right. no, 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 no. I need that. This. <laughs> I need a very specific. So now thing. I give you the picture and the rundown. <laughs> make sure it's this. Make it sure works so much better. Oh, right. my God. And, now, and then you'll send me a picture like, is this the right one? So <laughs> we've learned to navigate that over time. Yes, we have. All right. So final step is make a decision and know. This is what you really need to know, that you are doing the best you can with the information you have at the time. You might enter into studying environmental sciences and fucking hate it. You didn't know that when you started off. You had All life is is a bunch of experiments. And then you start figuring out what you do and don't like. That's why people go back to school when they're in their 50s and 60s. Because yeah. they're like, fuck, I hate this for what I'm doing. Or I want to study something else. So you don't know any other information except for what you have right now. That you can't, you're not a superhuman. You can't materialize the future and see exactly how it's going to pan out if you move across country or if you get this divorce. You don't know. You have to pay attention to what you have right now. And a lot of times that is uh, your intuition, especially when it comes to relationships. There's usually that piece of you that's like, I can't see myself in this relationship for another five years. Yeah. And, and be, you know, mm-hmm. that it's not right. It's not fair. Or this job, this at at my core, I know I'm staying for the steady paycheck. Okay, great. Now that you know that, 
you know what's motivating you, what would it look like if you were actually motivated by personal fulfillment? Doesn't mm-hmm. mean you have to quit the job right away. But start, for God's sake, start pursuing that fulfillment. Start researching, looking at what you might want to do. Yeah. So that is my final piece of advice, is sometimes you just have to make that choice knowing that you did the best you can with the information you had at the time. And whatever decision you make is pivotal in your learning. It's pivotal in your growth and your development. So even if you make a poor choice in a relationship or even if you make a poor choice about moving or taking a job or terminating a friendship or anything like that, yeah. that's going to teach you something massive. I've made So just t- make the leap is what you're saying. Like well, make a decision if all else fails. Right. We're so afraid of what if something bad happens. If something bad happens, you're going to learn a fucking lesson. A huge lesson. We don't learn lessons when things are amazing. We learn lessons when shit hits the fan, when we're uncomfortable, and when we have to pull our head out of our ass and make some sense of what's happening in our life. That's when we grow. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest growth opportunities that I had was when I was fired, escorted off the premises of of a makeup school I was working for. This was probably... Guys, this is... This is approaching 20 years 20 ago. 20 years ago, yeah. <laughs> this is like at least 15 years ago. Fif- yeah. Jesus. I'm wow. like thinking of, of taking this back. But yeah, I had a, I had made some really poor decisions and uh, betrayed some confidences. But that lesson, it, you know, at the time it seemed horrible and I was unemployed for a while, but that's what led me into my next major chapter working as a makeup artist where I learned so much. But at the time, it felt like, what am I going to do? This is horrible. This is horrible. This is horrible. But it taught me so much about who I wanted to be in business, who I wanted to be as a friend, who I wanted to be as a professional. That tumult and challenging time taught me a shit ton about the woman that I wanted to be. Yeah. So just know that a lot of times our poor decisions teach us so much about what we do want. We They're imperative. You just have to use them, yeah. We, they're imperative. So just know, yes, you just have to use them. All right. So I think that's just about it. And again, I would uh, – oh, you know what? If you want more on – on this sort of thing. I haven't mentioned this for a while, but if you cruise over to thejoyjunkie.com, you will see a spot to grab my free workbook uh, that's called Stand Up for Yourself Without Being a Dick. And it has a lot of different tools and I methods love that, title. that can help you with, with stuff like this, like truly being motivated. There's a whole section in there about being choosing your motivation and motivating yourself from a place of what you really want instead of what everybody else wants. Mm-hmm. So you can find that uh, on the show notes page. You can also find it at um, thejoyjunkie.com slash free. It's an easy place to find it. Is there anything else you wanted to add, baby? No. That was great. Great topic. Cool. Yes. Yeah. And thank you for your submission. I really appreciate that. And uh, I will see you guys around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. <laughs>